Right, Joe, pleasure to have you on the In Conversation podcast. Pleasure to meet you. I've been looking forward to it all week. <laughs> We've had a few suggestions that we should we should do this together. So it's good oh. to, to get it done. And I'm sure there'll be a few listeners that are really excited to hear this conversation. I hope so. We've got Tyler Grant. He said, I've got to shout her out because we know she can be watching. So that's one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was, she was the main one that made this happen. So shout <laughs> out, out to Tyler. Um, cool. So... I normally kick off these conversations by asking my guests what a typical day is like for them. Okay. Sounds good. So I guess I'll dive into morning routine, which I want to be real. Like I don't always get my morning routine actually on, on point, but most days. So usually get up about half six to try and fit an hour of work, hour of personal projects before my usual job. Um, and then nine to five working for a video production company um, doing their marketing and like social media marketing. And then after that, go to the gym, 5 p.m. to half six. And then from like 7 p.m. to like 10 p.m. is again like personal projects. So that's stuff like the LinkedIn content creation, um, just exploring things that I kind of want to do longer term. Just having that time to think and upskill myself. So when I was at uni, I was always, obviously still at uni now, like was always like side hustles and personal projects. Um, yeah. Yeah, just trying to upskill myself in my own time, make time for those sort of things which can sure. obviously like improve your full-time job or, you know, it could be future things you go into, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty standard. I mean, I do, I feel best when I do manage to get up earlier. Like I heard of your guests saying like, obviously like get up at 5am or stuff like that. Like I've tried that. It doesn't really work for me. Um, <laughs> I can't really do it to be honest because I just never get to bed at a good enough time, but yeah. half six is my, my little sweet spot. Like if I get up at that sort of time, um i do do things like the classic like journaling and all that sort of stuff which does help me just having a bit of time to yourself in the morning to kind of be proactive and think about the day and not just be reactive to whatever happens but but yeah like a little bit of quiet time in the morning is just to kind of get some bits done and make some time yeah what do you think is the most important thing you do when you wake up oh good question for me like one thing that makes a really big difference but it's a small thing is to drink drink water really like I used to always think like why do I feel so like headachey in the morning or dehydrated it's obviously like I know it sounds so silly but I didn't realize like go obviously without water for eight hours and water's a crucial thing so if I get up at like half six and a little trick that works for me is to have two alarms so my first alarm is half six second alarm is like 6 35 which is my phone the complete other side of the room to physically get up and you're obviously then you're awake yeah have some water and I've got the clearest head so I know people have like cold showers and stuff like that to clear their heads but for me, I think one of the most important things is just have like just have water. It wakes you up. Like yeah. it just stop for me it's just such a small thing, but it just stops all of the like, you know, oh, I don't want to go for this sort of time or because obviously like I don't need to go for half six for work. I can probably get up at like half seven. Cause I'm working for a company which is actually lo- local now. Um I used to have like an hour commute in my previous job, but now it's literally it's local. So I have to have yeah. a reason to get up and this is like my little trip little tricks tips and tricks which kinda of help me so sure yeah i guess it's make it's about making the environment as sort of welcoming as possible to getting up i guess make it as easy as possible for yourself so that the onus on you is is as minimal as possible yeah that's awesome man and obviously you mentioned your god i just said you know as well psychology stuff like we're quite flawed as human beings you have to make you have to make your environment to work for you yeah yeah for sure and you mentioned you, you work on a, a couple of projects outside of work, side hustles. 
what advice would you give to other people in a similar situation? Because I feel like a lot of people are currently working nine to five and building up a side hustle at the same time. If you could mm-hmm. give maybe one piece of advice to them, what would you say to them? I would say like, I think it might be an overgeneralization, but I think a lot of us know what interests us and what we'd actually like to do. Like for me, like, like creating content on like LinkedIn or like a future YouTube channel. That was always something like for years and years has been in the back of my mind. And I think we all know what interests us and it's just come to lean into that and to go, hang on, like, who am I? And that's different for everyone. And what skills would I need to get to the person like I want to be? And then just put time aside to like get those skills. Sure. And if, if you're in a full-time job and it's all skills you're learning, so it's upskilling yourself. Like it can make you more employable. Or if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a business owner, you're developing skills in your own time to just make your growth so much faster. So I think it's just like the cliche thing of leaning into passions and just making time for it. Yeah. Um, Cause for me, like there's, there's always things in the back of my mind, which I feel like naturally drawn to. And when I kind of listen to those things, I usually feel happier and fulfilled. So I think it's, yeah, I think you just make, you've got to make time for it. You've got to make the environment to work for you. It gives you that sense of intrinsic motivation as well. I think a lot of people count on extrinsic motivations a bit too much, but they quickly run out. And when you don't have those, you need that intrinsic side. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And you've worked with a lot of different people on various projects over the years. You know, you must have done hundreds of different, maybe hundreds, a lot of different social media pieces there, here and there. What has been, or what was the most enjoyable, I'm going to say, what was the most enjoyable project you've ever worked on, if you can pick one? Oh, that's interesting. Like a social media project or like a general project? Any project. Okay. So for me and my brother, like, I guess the first side hustle I've done is my brother was just learning to drive and he literally like he's driving a truck to mention that he needed a website and he was just like coincidentally he's like two years older than me just I could pretty make him a website website so that kind of turned into a side hustle for us where we literally focused on the niche of creating websites for driving instructors this is my first year of uni mm. and is the classic like person but like all the development personal development like YouTube stuff I was like soaking in like all that, the Jay Sheffy stuff, Gary V, like we're literally like listening to all this and thinking like, let's just go for a niche. And if you can be like a big fish in a small pond, that's going to be profitable. So that was sure. kind of like the first thing that comes to mind because I was in my first year of uni and I was looking to get marketing experience, but realistically it was the classic thing that you need experience to get experience. But with this, like we created our own little path where I could then cold call and outreach and learn like sales skills but it was kind of like not having to wait for the permission to do it so yeah it creating that role for me and that always stands out because i think that's why people like what you're doing like creating your own business or having an interest in creating your own business is you can kind of learn the skills at your own pace and if you're ready you don't have to wait for permission like if yeah. in a full-time job you have to wait for someone to give you promotion so in terms of the most kind of exciting project i would probably say it was that because i was just learning all these different skills and finding myself on like these hour calls with uh, a client and then you land a client and you get your first paid client um and it kind of got that bug going of like yeah like this business thing this can work yeah um, so the actual thing wasn't exciting but it's kind of like the step up was exciting it was just like pushing yourself like i oh, shit sure. i need to actually like we need to ring 100 people because if you ring 100 people we might get one client and we get one client and then we make a portfolio of that client so we've got five clients then we justify that there's a market for the products etc et yeah um, yeah, that comes to mind. 
what do you think was the most valuable skill you you or not even necessarily a skill maybe a, a trait or anything that you developed during that period i think one thing comes to mind like i've i've seen you do content about this about age and how we can all feel that imposter syndrome of like oh now i'm too young like mm. especially like a phone call like if you phone call with a client and they're realistically an adult and you're like a young kid who's like trying to sell a product or a service so i think at the time it was leveraging that yeah like we're young but that was actually an advantage because for them yeah. it was like i want someone to make us a website or to market that website as well because they're young they get social media like they overgeneralize like they get it they've been brought up to it so yeah. i think that was a learning experience because sure. you can kind of say i'm too young for this yeah that's been a huge thing for me i've gone calls in the past and people go oh you you look quite young i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think you're like me but like, i think i'm i think i'm two years older than you but like, i've got the biggest baby face like going <laughs> I, look, I think that's harsh <laughs> <laughs> no i trust like quick detour but uh, when so i'm a big tottenham fan and tottenham were at wembley mm. for a whole year right oh who'd you support oh god <laughs> You're going to end the call. <laughs> Podcast might be ending here. No, go oh, on. Oh, no, I've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's talking about Wembley, and there's a security guard, and he was, like, looking at me, like, proper staring at me, like, oh, what's he doing? And he was, like, start to explain what he's about to do. He's going to start patting me down. And I was like, why is it? Why? Yeah, I know what you're going to do. And literally, he thought I was 16. And that oh. was last year. So that was the moment. I was like, yeah, I'm a baby face for a while. <laughs> I, have, I have to get, like, used to this. <laughs> but like completely what you're saying, like you do, you do feel that imposter syndrome or I'm too young. So you do need to kind of have like role models who have achieved something so great at such a young age. You can tell yourself, no, like they've done it. So. And there are hundreds of them out there as well. Exactly. You know, there's a whole community of them on LinkedIn. Um, I think turning, into an, turning your age into an advantage is the biggest thing as well. You can try and ignore it and direct the conversation away, but it's going to be in the back of their minds unless you use it as an advantage and i yeah, think exactly. one way to do that is to say look at what i'm doing at this age imagine what you yeah. achieve at your age with 30 years experience behind you or whatever so yeah exactly yeah. and if you focus on one thing for a certain amount of time like you could still have two years in industry experience just as somebody who's in the 30s and change career like yeah it's yeah i think it's a sort of like you said it's like a you said about in, intrinsic and extra um like external sort of views on things you have to have a conversation with yourself. If you're comfortable with yourself, then it's fine. Like, yeah. And I think you're a good example of that because I think like you're doing stuff at such a young age, but you're rocking it and you're kind of Almost. showing. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're like you're documenting it as well, and you're kind of, you know, you're like leaning into it, which is uh, which is cool. Yeah, that the documented side is actually a huge thing as well. There's um, Gareth Rafty, you know, is yeah, obviously. Yeah my age as well but his on his podcast it's literally been about his development um and he's he's clearly going to achieve a lot over the next 30 40 50 years so when people sort of look back on that and he'll have it all to document when he started um so that's going to be incredibly valuable for people in 20 years or so so yeah he's he's in, in the right space like Gareth is another one. Like obviously we've only properly just met like now. It's probably a lot long overdue. But Gareth's another one on LinkedIn who I'm aware of, and I've been spoken lots of times. So I'm actually like sat and had a phone call. But it's so nice that we're all scattered around the country or even around the world, and we're having we're all like inspiring each other, like probably subconsciously as well. But 
you know like it inspires me seeing what you're doing it inspires me to see what he's doing and yeah like it's just great yeah it's it's the whole thing about like your your circle now i think i'm surrounding i think anyone could as well not just us obviously at any age anyone anyone on linkedin anyone on linkedin is such a positive platform you can surround yourself with your characters and yeah. doesn't matter if they're you know not in proximity to you they're not loaded to you but it can feel like that and yeah so yeah, it's fantastic man it's fantastic awesome and there was actually there's a question i got asked about a week or so ago on on someone else's podcast again by another young entrepreneur um, and it's sort of a, a topic switch but it's a question that i have to ask you because of sort of our common interests and the question uh-huh. was do i have a favorite psychological bias so do you Ooh. have one yourself Oh, that's a good question. Favorite psychology, psychological bias. What was your one? Can I have a bit of inspiration? My one was, do you know I can't even remember what I said now. It's <laughs> a very good question, isn't it? Psychological yeah. bias. Right. Right, pause the podcast. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> I uh, think I, I might have gone with confirmation. I think I went with confirmation, uh, but that's got to be up there. Um, as a footballer, I'm inclined to say action bias as well which for, for people that don't know is the bias towards performing an action over not performing it, even when uh, not performing something might be better off. Well, I like to so going down that sort of avenue, something that I'm obsessed about, I think we, we touched on at the start is about how we do need kind of systems in place because our like go-to behaviors just don't always work for us. And I guess yeah. that fits into a thing about action bias is that like, once you've accepted that, like, I haven't got a good memory. Like, you're learning psychology as well. You've obviously done it as well. Like, our short-term memories are really bad. Like, we need reminders, whether you're writing something down or whether you've got like, a system in place where you use a voice assistant and you, you know, you create an event and you, you have that as a notification, which is what I do. We are flawed. And like, we need to remember that, like, and make systems and processes that work for us. And I think a completely different field, obviously, is like mindfulness and mental health is knowing that we all have these like negative thoughts and irrational behaviors which really do not work for us and we all have them and once you understand that and like don't beat yourself up about it that's really important yeah yeah definitely man and then on the topic of human biases and whatnot how have you used them and how do you think people can utilize them best in the social media space well that's a very good question so yeah, so my, it's obviously the whole psychology aspects at the moment, I'm kind of focusing on social media strategy and social media space. And then the psychology aspect is in being interested in how people behave on social media. And if we focus on LinkedIn, that like fascinates me. Like small examples would be that if you're doing a text-based post, an image or a video, you've got different amount of space to write your text before you've got the see more button. Hmm. So like for my LinkedIn content and like the strategy side, I just love all those those details and yeah. thinking about like how the algorithms can work in your favor. Um, and in terms of biases, I guess in marketing, if you've got a video and someone's looking at you directly at the camera and they're smiling, you'll, you'll be more inclined to watch that video because it's more engaging. You're going to feel like you know that person. Yeah. Psychology is like completely intertwined with social media and marketing, like as you yeah. know. So I guess like biases are all over it. Like, I know it's quite general to say, but, I think, yeah, I think one of the most fascinating things is that even 
us who knowing a lot of the biases that we're susceptible to, we are still susceptible to them subconsciously hundreds and hundreds of times a day. So even if some maybe someone's listened to this thinking, now nah, these things never happened to me, I'm not I'm not that stupid sometimes. People think that, you know, I'm not stupid yeah. enough to fall for this psychological trick. You you do hundreds of times a day. Um, just without realizing it so like there is there's huge value in them and you should definitely use them no exactly like but it, like you're saying it's, it is they're happening anyway but once you can kind of label it like okay that's it that's an unconscious bias or that's a affirmation bias or that's uh whatever action bias like okay once you've got a label for it you can understand that behavior and you can yeah. be a lot kinder to yourself like yeah you everything goes through uh this is why i'm acting how i'm acting um and i think like psychology is so great because a lot of people have a natural interest in it anyway yeah and that like i don't know about you but that's why this is quite funny like i went into uni and i, I picked psychology over economics because one i didn't think i'd be able to do economics um didn't think i was smart enough and then two uh i didn't think i'd be able to like tolerate like a lecture at 9 a.m like learning economics i just thought it was a lot more <laughs> boring than psychology um but i never wanted to be a psychologist and like first day of uni, like everyone's, oh, I want to be a clinical psychologist, I want to be a sports psychologist. And I just didn't know. I just saw it as like an all-round general degree, but I was interested in psychology. I'm interested in people. I'm interested in group behavior. I'm interested in, you know, like learning about people and why we are, how we are. I think that is something that a lot of people can appreciate. Yeah. And it's just that personal development. I think psychology is something that's of interest to everybody. Um, so these sort of topics are nice to talk about. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I thought I lost you there. Um, Joe, it's been awesome speaking to you over the last 15, 20 minutes or so. We've Thank you very much. fully nerded out over <laughs> all things social and psychology. So it's been fantastic. Um, as I mentioned, I do like to finish off on a little quick fire round. So okay. if you're up for it, I'd love to get into that. Yeah, that's it. I was about to say no, but of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody said no before? What's that? Has anybody said no? No one has said no yet. Uh, of course I'll do it. That's quite so, a thing about Jackie. <laughs> cool. So, your favourite content creator? Oh, okay. Straight away I thought Stephen Bartlett, nice. CEO of Social Chain. Uh, and then Gary Vee kind of popped into my head as if I was being told off. Um, obviously, Gary Vee's like changed the game. I think he's almost created content marketing. He's just completely like rejuvenated it. But for me, Stephen Bartlett, um, primarily probably because I think I followed, I followed his journey quite early on. Yeah. And when you, I think we all have that kind of content creator we've kind of seen grow over a couple of years and you kind of see how they're testing things. And just see the little moves they're making and then it plays out you're like wow that was clever like you get to you get to experience it with them and what yeah. he's done obviously is like i think he's like the uk's i think he won great british entrepreneur of the year obviously he's actually got like a multi-million company which has gone public and social chain yeah just think he's incredible i take a lot of inspiration from him because he's an original thinker and it's not just like curating content on linkedin but he's always adding his own original thought and I think I always try and do that because if you can just be yourself and have personality on top of things, that's how you can actually be known for something, like yeah. stand out from the noise. So I'd say Stephen Bartlett. Yeah, very valid answer. The best part of your day? Best part of my day? Good question. 
I'd say the morning. Cool. I'd say the morning. Uh, why do I think morning? <laughs> Quite like breakfast. Reason. <laughs> peanut butter, bagel, peanut butter and bagels are pretty good. To be fair, nah, it's, it's the morning for me. I like, I do like have a time in the morning, just a bit of quiet time to kind of set the day and to kind of think, what do I want to achieve today? Like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen today, uh, but I can have some sort of control over what I kind of allocate time to. So yeah, yeah. The morning. Sweet. Your passion outside of work. Passion outside of work. I'm going to say Tottenham just to see your face. Who do you support for the record? Who do I support? It's Arsenal. It's not Arsenal, is it? Arsenal. Oh man. Well, at least for once we're above you in the table. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Moving That's on. Moving on swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> to your coffee. Coffee. Big coffee, man. Pint with the mates or dinner with a date? Oh, I say dinner with a date because my girlfriend will kill me if I don't. <laughs> I've had a few of those. Early starts <laughs> or late nights? I gather early starts. Yeah, early start. I mean, I love when you're working on something, you get into that kind of flow. And that probably does happen to me more in the evening and night. Yeah. But I know that if I, I just don't like lying in or if I feel behind on the day and the day's gone already, I just hate that feeling. So sure. I, I feel better if it's a good, if it's an early start. Yeah. Films or box sets? question i'm gonna say films i think a film is proper escapism like if you've just got so much on like i like, would never say like i've come close to burnout or whatever but if i've had a lot on during the week something like a film i know i just switch off like hmm. it's almost like a tool in the locker like a tool in the toolkit to just you know watch a film enjoy it and just escape so i'd say films awesome and lastly sum yourself up in three words Oh god. Three words. I'm just trying. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, said, I said that on LinkedIn to someone today. And I think it's true. Like I, I'm I think like, as a content creator, and I, I don't really say that I am a content creator, it sounds quite weird to say, but you do get that kind of feeling like why should people listen to you? And I just generally think like it's just documenting. If I come across something useful, I'll want to share it with people and I love learning from people. So anything I'm doing, I'm just trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> to take up a pinch of stuff. Anything I say, it's not just concrete advice, it's just an opinion and everyone should give their opinion. So anybody should be vocal online on social media. 100%. And a great note to finish on. So thank you for that, that valuable advice. Joe, where can people that are listening, if they want to get connected with you, if they want to see your content or follow your journey, where's the best place for them to find you? So yeah, if you want to follow me, get onto LinkedIn. So it's Joe Gannon, G-A-N-N-O-N, not the meat, which is Gannon. Which is meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link that down below. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Just LinkedIn. I think, like I said earlier, like what I'm going to try and venture into like LinkedIn sort of like strategy stuff on YouTube. Sure. But it's like a big project and hopefully that'll be sooner than later. But yeah, it's just LinkedIn. And I do accept pretty much everyone. So <laughs> Awesome. Make sure you connect with Joe, guys. He's got some awesome content coming out pretty much every day. Cool. Joe, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. From class. Thank you very Pleasure. much.